adventures. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, welcome to the first episode of Book Ventures. The book we're going to be reading today is Warriors Into the Wild. Okay, let's start. Okay, so at the start of the book, there's a lot of things like alliances. I don't know how to pronounce it. There's a bunch of like terrain maps and stuff. We're just gonna start. A half moon glow on smooth granite boulders, turning them silver. The silence was broken by only the ripple of water from beyond the plat, the swift black river, and the whisper of trees in the forest beyond. There was a stirring in the shadows, and from all around life and from all around life dark shapes crept stealthily over the rocks. Unsheathed claws glinted in the moonlight. Wary eyes flashed like him. And then, as if on a silent signal, the creatures leaped the creatures leaped at each other. And suddenly the rocks were alive with wrestling, screeching cats. At the center of the frenzy of fur and claws, a massive dark tabby pinned a bracken-colored tom to the ground and drew up his head triumphantly. Oh, cart! the tabby growled. How dare you hunt in our territory? The stunning rocks belong to the th- to ThunderClan. After tonight, Tigerclaw, this will be just another river clan hunting ground, the bracken-colored tom spat back. <coughs> A warning yowl came from the shore, a shrill, shrill and anxious. Look out! More River Clan warriors are coming. Tiger Clan, Tiger Claw, Tiger Clan doesn't exist. Tiger Claw turned to see sleek, wet body sliding off, sliding out of the water below the rocks. The drenched River Clan warriors bounded silently hurled themselves into battle without even stopping to shake the water from their fur. The dark tabby glared down at Okart. You may swim like otters, but you and your warriors do not belong in this forest. He drew back his lips and showed his teeth as the cat struggled beneath him. The desperate scream of a thunderclan she-cat rose above the 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 clan. A weary river clan the brown warrior flat on the boat, now lunged toward the neck, with the jaws still dripping from the swim across the river. Tigerclaw had heard the cry and let go of Oakheart. With, with a mighty leap, he knocked the enemy warrior away from the she-cat. Quick, Mousefur, run, he ordered before turning on the river clan Tom, who had threatened her. Mousefur scrambled to her paws wincing from deep gash on her shoulder and raced away. <laughs> Behind her, Tigerclaw spat with rage. As the river clan Tom sliced open his nose, blood 
blinded him for an instant, but he lunged forward regardless and sank his teeth into the hind leg of his enemy. The River Clan cat squealed and struggled free. Tiger Claw! The yowl came from the warrior with a tail as red as fox fur. This is useless. There are too many River Clan warriors. No, Red Tail. Thunder Clan will never be beaten. Tiger Claw yowled, leaping into Red Tail's side. This is our territory. Blood was welling around his broad black muzzle, and he shook his head impatiently, scattering scarlet drops onto the rocks. Thunderclan will honor your courage, Tigerclaw, but we cannot afford to lose any more of our warriors. Red Tail urged, Blue Star would never expect her warriors to fight against these impossible odds. We'll ha- have another chance to avenge his defeat. He met Tigerclaw's ambered amber eyed gates steadily, then reared away and sprang onto a boulder at the edge of the trees. Retreat, Thunderclan, retreat, he yelled. At once, his warriors squirmed and struggled away from their opponents, spitting and snapping. Then they backed toward Red Tail. For a heartbeat, the river cut. Clan cats looked confused. Was this battle so easily won? Then Okart yowled a jubilant cry as soon as they heard him. The river clan warriors raised their voices and joined their deputy in caterwauling their victory. Redtail looked down at his warriors. With a flick of his tail, he gave the signal, and the Thunderclan cats dived down the far side of the sunning rocks, then disappeared into the trees. Tigerclaw followed last. He hesitated at the edge of the forest and glanced back at the blood-stained battlefield. His face was grim, his eyes furious slits, and then he leaped after his clan into the silent forest. In a deserted clearing, an old gray she-cat sat alone, staring up at the clear night sky. All around her in the shadows, she could hear the breathing and stirrings of sleeping cats. A small tortoise-shell she-cat emerged from the dark corner, her paw steps quick and soundless. The gray cat dipped her head in greeting. How is... Mouse fur, she meowed. Her wounds are deep, Blue Star answered the tortoise shell, settling herself on the night cool grass. She is young and strong. She will uh, young and strong, she will heal quickly. And the others, they will all look after too. Blue Star sighed. We are lucky not to have lost any of your warriors this time. You're a gifted medicine cat, spotted. Deeply troubled by tonight's defeat. Thunderclan will not be beaten in its own territory since I beat you, she murmured. These are difficult times for our clan. The season of new leaf is late, and there have been fewer kids. Thunderclan needs more warriors for this to survive. But the year is only just beginning, Spartan. There will be more kids when green leaf comes. The Grey Count pushed from broad shoulders. Perhaps we're training our young young to become warriors takes time. If Thunderclan is to defend its territory, we must have new warriors as soon as possible. Are you asking Star Clan for answers? Meowed Spotted Leaf gently. 
following the blue star's gaze and staring up at the swath of stars glittering in the dark sky. It is at times like this when we need the words of ancient, ancient warriors to help us. Has Star Clan spoken to you? Blue Star asked. Not for some moons, Blue Star. Suddenly, a shooting star blazed over the treetops. Spotlight's tail twitched, and the fur along her spine bristled. Blue Star's eyes prickled, prickled, but she remained silent as Spotlight continued to gaze upwards. Uh, after a few moments, Spottedleaf lowered her head and she turned to Blue Star. It was a message from Starland, she murmured. A distant look came into her eyes. Fire alone can save our clan. Fire? Blue Star echoed. But fire is feared by all the clans. How can it save us? Spottedleaf shook her head. I do not know, she admitted. But this is the message Starland has chosen to share with me. The Thunder Clan leader fixed her, her clear blue eyes on the medicine cat. You have never been wrong before, Spartan, she mouthed. The Star Clan has spoken, then it must be so. started yes it was a very it was very dark rusty could sense something was near the young tomcat's eyes opened wide as he scanned the dense undergrowth this place was unfamiliar but the strange sense drew him onward deeper into the shadows his stomach grabbled reminding him of his hunger he opened his jaws slightly to let the warm smell of the forest reach the scent glands on the roof of his mouth Musky odors of leaf mold mingled with the tempting aroma of a small furry creature. Suddenly, a flash of gray raced past him. Rusty stopped still, listening. It was, it was hiding in the leaves less than two tail lengths away. Rusty knew it was a mouse. He could feel the rapid, rapid pulsing of a tiny heart deep within his furry. He swallowed, stifling his rumbling stomach. Soon his hunger would be satisfied. Slowly, he lowered his body into position, crouching for the attack. He was downwind of the mouse. He knew it was not aware of him. With one final check on his prey's position, Rusty pushed back hard on his haunches and sprang, kicking up leaves on the forest floor as he rose. The mouse dives for cover, heading toward a hole in the ground, but Rusty was already on top of it. He scooped it into the air, hooking the helpless creature with his thorn-sharp claws, flinging it up in a high arc onto the leaf-covered ground. The mouse landed dazed, but alive. It tried to run, but Rusty snatched it up again. He tossed the mouse once more, this time a little further away. The mouse managed to scramble a few paces before Rusty caught up with it. Suddenly, a noise roared nearby. Rusty looked around, and, and, and as he did so, the mouse was able to pull away from his claws. When Rusty turned back, he saw it dart into the darkness among the tangled roots of the tree. Of a tree. Angry, Rusty gave up the hunt. 
He spun around, his green eyes glaring, intent on searching out the north that had cost him his kill. The sound rattled on, becoming more familiar. Rusty blinked open his eyes, the forest had disappeared. He was inside a hot, airless kitchen, curled in his bed. Moonlight filtered through the window, casting shadows on the smooth, hard floor. The noise had the the rattle of hard, dried pellets of food as they were tipped into his dish. Rusty had been dreaming. Lifting his head, he rested his chin on the side of his bed. His collar rubbed uncomfortably around his neck. In his dream, he had felt fresh air ruffling the soft fur where the collar usually pinched. Rusty rolled onto his back, savoring the dream for a few more moments. He could still smell the mouse smell mouse it was the third time since full moon that he had the dream and every time the mouse had escaped his grasp he licked his lips from the bed he could smell the bland odor of his food his owners always refilled his dish before they went to bed the dusty smell chased away the warm sense of his dream but the hunger rumbled on in his stomach so Runcy stretched the sleep out of his limbs and paddled across the kitchen floor to his dinner. The food felt dry and tasteless on his tongue. Rusty reluctantly swallowed one more mouthful. Then he turned away from the food dish and pushed his way through the cat flap, hoping that the smell of the garden would bring back fe- the feelings from his dream. Outside, the moon was bright. It was raining lightly. Rusty stalked down the tidy garden, following the starlit gravel path. <clears throat> Feeling the stones cold and sharp beneath his paws, he made his dirt beneath a large bush with glossy green leaves and heavy purple flowers. Their sickly sweet scent coiled the damp air around him, and he curled his lip to dry, to dry the smell out of his nostrils. Afterward, Rusty settled down on top of one of the posts in the fence that marked the limits of his garden. It was a favorite spot of his, as he could see right into the neighboring gardens, as well as into the dense green forest on the other side of the garden fence. The rain had stopped. Behind him, the close-cropped lawn was bathed in moon. But beyond his fence in the woods, were full of shadows. Beyond his fence, the woods were full of shadows. Rusty stretched his head forward to take a sniff of the damp air. His skin was warm and dry under his thick coat, but he could feel the weight of of the raindrops that sparkled on his gender fur. He heard his owners giving him one last call from the back door. If he went to them now, they would greet him with gentle words and caresses and welcome him onto their bed, where he would curl, purring warm in the the crook of a bent knee. But this time, Rusty ignored his owner's voices and turned his gaze back to the forest. The crisp smell of the woods had grown fresher after the rain. Suddenly, the fur on his spine prickled. Was something moving out there? Was something watching him? Rusty stared ahead, but it was impossible to see or smell anything in the dark, tree-scented air. 
He lifted his chin boldly, stood up, and stretched one paw, ripping each corner of the fence post as he straightened his legs and arched his back. He closed his eyes and breathed in the smell of the woods once more. It seemed to promise him something, tempting him onward into the whispering shadows, tensing his muscles. He crouched for a moment and moved lightly down onto, into the rough grass on the other side of the garden fence. As he landed, the bell on his collar rang throughout the still night air. Where are you off to, Rusty? Now the familiar voice behind him. Rusty looked up. A, a young black and white cat was balancing ungracefully on the fence. Hello, Smudge, Rusty replied. You're not going into the woods, are you, Smudge? Smudge's amber eyes huge. Just for luck, Rusty promised, shifting uncomfortably. You wouldn't get me in there. It's dangerous, Smudge wrinkled his black nose with distaste. Henry, Henry said he went into the woods once. The cat lifted his head and gestured with his nose over the rows of fences toward, toward the garden fence with Henry lived. That fat old tabby never went into the woods, Rusty scoffed. He's hardly been beyond his own garden since he, since his trip to the vet. All he wants is to do is eat and sleep. No, really. He caught a robin there, Smudge insisted. Well, if he did, then it was before the vet. Now he complains about birds because they disturb his dozing. Well, anyway, Smudge went on, ignoring the scorn in Rusty's meow. meow in Rusty's meal, Henry told me there are all sorts of dangerous animals out there. Huge wildcats who eat live rabbits for breakfast and sharpen their claws on old bone. I'm only going for a look around, Rusty meowed. I won't say long. Well, don't say say I didn't warn you, purred Smudge. The black and white cat turned and plunged off the, black, uh, off the fence back down into his own garden. Rusty sat down in the coarse grass beyond the garden fence. He gave his shoulder a nervous lick and wondered how much of Smudge, Smudge's gossip was true. Suddenly, the movement of a tiny creature caught his eye. He watched it scuttle under some branches. Instinct made him drop into a low crouch. With one slow paw after another, he drew his body forward through the undergrowth. Ears pricked, nostrils flared, eyes unblinking unblinking he moved toward the animal he could see it clearly now sitting among the barbed branches nibbling on a large seed held between its paws it was a mess rusty rocked his haunches from side to side preparing to leave and held his breath in case that his bell rang again excitement coursed through him making his heart bound this was even better than in his dreams then the sudden noise of cracking twigs and crunching leaves made him drop, jump. His bell t- jangled tre- treacherously, and the mouse darted away into the thickest tangle of bramble bush. Rusty stood very still and looked around. He could see the white tip of a red bushy tail trailing through a clump of tail ferns ahead. He smelled a strong, strange scent. Definitely a meat eater, but neither a cat nor dog. Distracted, Rusty got about the mouse, look uh, the mouse, and watched the red tail curiously. He wanted a better look. All of Rusty's senses strained ahead as he prowled for forward, 
Then he detected another noise that came from behind, but sounded muted and distant. His ears swiveled back, roared to hear it better. Paw steps, he wondered? But he kept his eyes fixed on the strange red fur up ahead, and continued to creep onward. It was only when the... It was only when the faint rustling behind him became a loud and vast approaching leaf crackle that Rusty realized he was in danger. The creature hit him like an explosion, and Rusty was thrown sideways into a clump of nettles. Twisting and yowling, he tried to throw off the attacker that had fastened itself to his back. He was gripping him with incredibly sharp claws. Rusty could feel spike teeth pricking at his neck. He writhed and squirmed from whisker to tail, but he couldn't free himself for himself. For a second, he felt helpless. Then he froze, thinking fast. He flipped over onto his back. He knew instinctively how dangerous it was to expo- expose his soft belly, but it was his only chance. He was lucky. The ploy seemed to work. He heard a huff beneath him as the breath was knocked out of his attacker. Thrashing fiercely, Rusty managed to wriggle free. Without looking back, he sprinted towards his home. Behind him, a rush of paw steps told Rusty his attacker was giving chase. Even though the pain from his scratches stung beneath his fur, Rusty decided he would rather turn and fight than let himself be jumped on again. He skidded to a stop, spun around, and faced his pursuer. It was another kitten, with a thick coat of shaggy gray fur that... Uh, strong legs and a broad face. In a heartbeat, Rusty smelled that it was a tom, and sensed the power in his sturdy shoulders underneath the soft coat. The kitten crashed into Rusty at full pelt, taken by surprise by Rusty's turnabout. It fell back into a dazed heap. The impact knocked the breast out of Rusty, and he staggered. He quickly found his footing and arched his back, puffing out his orange fur, ready to spring on to the other kitten. But his attacker simply sat up and began to lick a forepaw, all signs of aggression gone. Rusty felt strangely disappointed. Every part of him was tense, ready for battle. Hi there, kitty pet. Kitty pet, meowed the the gray tom cheerily. You put up quite a fight for a tame kitty. Rusty remained on tiptoe for a second, wondering whether to attack anyway. Then he remembered the strength he had felt in his kidney's paws when he had pinned him to the ground. He dropped onto his pads, loosened his muscles, and let his spine unbend. And I'll fight you again if I have to, he growled. I'm Graypaw, by the way, the gray kitten went on, ignoring Rusty's threat. I'm training to be a Thunderclan warrior. Rusty remained silent. He didn't understand what this gray Wetsip was meowing about, but he sensed the threat had passed. He hid his confusion by leaning down to lift his ruffled chest. What a kid what's a kitty pet like you doing out in the woods? Don't you know it's dangerous? asked Graypaw. Graypaw, if you're the most dangerous thing in the woods the woods has to, has to offer, then I think I can handle it. Ruffy Rusty muffled. Graypaw looked up at him for a moment, narrowing his yellow eyes. Oh, I'm far from the most dangerous. If if I were even half a warrior, I'd have given an intruder like you real wounds to think about. Rusty felt a thrill of fear at those ominous, ominous words. What does this cat mean by intruder? Anyway, meowed Graypaw, using his sharp teeth to tug a clump of grass from beneath his claws. 
I didn't think it was worth hurting you. You're obviously not from one of the other clans. Other clans? Rusty echoed. Gray Paul let out an impatient hiss. You must have heard of the four warrior clans that uh, that hunt around here. I belong to ThunderClan. The other clans are always trying to steal for prey from our territory, especially Shadow Clan. They're so fierce they would have ripped you to shreds. No questions asked. Asked. Graypaw paused to split, spit angrily and continued. They come to take prey that is rightfully ours. It's the job of the ThunderClan warriors to keep them out of our territory. When I finish my training, I'll be so dangerous, I'll have the other clans shaking in their flea-bitten skins. They won't dare to come near us then. Rusty narrowed his eyes. This must have been one of the, one of the wildcats Smudge had been warning him about. Living rough in the woods, hunting and fighting each other for every last scrap of food. Yet, Rusty didn't fe- feel scared. In fact, it was hard not to admire the con- this confident kitten. So you're not a warrior yet, he asked. Why, did you think I was? Graypaw purred proudly. Then he shook off his wild, his wide, furry head. I won't be a real warrior for ages. I have to go through the training first. Kids have to be six moons old before they even begin training. Tonight is my first night out, out as an as an as an apprentice. Why don't you find yourself an owner with a nice cozy house instead? Your life would be much easier, Rusty meowed. There are plenty of house folk who'd take in a kitten like you. All you have to do is sit where they can see you and look hungry for a couple of days. And they'd feed me pellets that look like rabbit droppings and soft slop. Graypaw interrupted. No way, I can't think of anything worse than being a kitty pet. They're nothing but two-legged toys. Eating stuff that doesn't look like food, making dirt in a box of gravel, sticking their noses outside when only when two legs the two legs allow them. That is no life. Out here it's wild and it's free. We come and go as we please. He finished his speech with a proud spit, then meowed mischievously. Until you've tasted a fresh killed mouse, you haven't lived. Have you ever tasted mouse? No, Rusty admittedly, a little defense admitted, admitted, a little defensively, not yet. I guess you'll never understand, Graypaw sighed. You weren't born wild. It makes a, di- a big difference. You need to be born with warrior blood in your veins, or the feel of the wind in your whiskers, or the feel of the wind in your whiskers. Kitties born in two-legged nests could never feel the same way. Rusty remembered the way he had felt in his, his dream. That's not true, he mouthed indignantly. Graypaw did not reply. He suddenly stiffened, mid-look. One paw still raked. Sniffed the air. I smell cats from my clan. He hissed. You should go. They won't be pleased to find you in our territory. Rusty looked around, wondering how Graypaw knew any of any cow. Any cat was approaching. He couldn't smell anything different on leaves and debris, but his for- fur stood... But his first uh, stood on end at the note of urgency in Graypaw's voice. Quick, he hissed Graypaw again. Run! <coughs> Rusty prepared to spring into the bushes, not knowing which way was safe to jump. He, he was too late. A voice meowed behind him, firm and menacing. What's going on here? 
Rusty turned to see a large gray she-cat strolling majestically out from the undergrowth. She was magnificent. White hair streaked her muscle, muzzle, mu- muzzle, and an ugly scar pa- pa- parted the fur across her shoulders. But her smooth gray coat shone like silver in the moonlight. Blue star. Beside Rusty, Graypaw crouched down and narrowed his eyes. He crouched even lower when a second cat, a handsome golden tabby, followed the gray cat into the clearing. You shouldn't be so near to like this, Graypaw growled the golden tabby angrily, narrowing, narrowing his green eyes. I know, Lionheart. I'm sorry. Graypaw looked down at his paws. Rusty copied Graypaw and crouched low to the forest floor. His ears twitching nervously. These cat these cats had an air of strength he had never seen in any of his garden friends maybe what smudge had warned him about was true who is this asked the she-cat rusty flinched as she turned her gaze on him her piercing blue eyes made him feel even more vulnerable he's no threat young gray quickly he's not another flying warrior just a two-legged pet from beyond our territories just a two-legged pet the words inflamed rusty but he held his tongue. The warning look in Blue Star's stare told him, told him that she had observed the anger in his eyes. And he looked away. This is Blue Star. She's the leader, finally, and Greyfaw hissed. To Rusty under under his breath and Lionheart. He's my mentor, which means he's training me to be a warrior. Thank you for the introduction, Greyfaw, yelled Lionheart coolly. But Blue, Blue Star was staring at Rusty. You fight well for a two-legged pet, she yelled. Rusty and Graypaw exchanged confused glances. How could she know? We have been watching you both. Blue Star went on as if she had read their thoughts. We wondered how you would deal with an intruder, Graypaw. You attacked him bravely. Graypaw looked pleased at Blue Star's play praise. Sit up now, both of you. Sit up now, both of you. Blue Star looked at Rusty. You too, Kitty Pat. Kitty Pet. Kitty pet. He sat up in- immediately and held Blue Star's gaze evenly as she addressed him. You reacted well to the attack, Kitty pet. Graypaw is stronger than you, but you used our wits to defend yourself, and you turned to face him when he chased you. I've not seen a kitty pet do that before. Rusty managed to nod his thanks, th- thanks taken aback by such an unexpected praise. Her next words surprised him even more. I have been wondering how you would perform out here beyond the two-legged place. We patrol this border frequently, so I've often seen you sitting on your boundary and staring out into the forest. And now at last, you dared to place your paws into your paw. I think I lost my place. Um, pause here. Blue Star stared at Rusty thoughtfully. You do seem to have a natural hunting ability. Sharp eyes. You would have caught that mouse if you had not hesitated so long. Really? Rusty stammered. Lionheart spoke now. His deep meow was respectful but insistent. Blue Star, this is a kitty pet. He should not be hunting in Thunderland territory. Send him home to his two legs. Rusty pricked at Lion, prickled at Lionheart's dismissive words. Send me home, he meowed impatiently. Blue Star's words had made him glow with pride. She had noticed him. She had been impressed by him. 
but I've only come here to hunt for a mouse or two. I'm sure that's enough to go around. There's enough to go around. Bluestar had turned her head to acknowledge Lionheart's words. Now her gaze snapped back to Rusty. Her blue eyes were blazing with anger. There's never enough to go around, she spat. If you didn't live such a soft, overfed life, you would know that. Rusty was confused by Blue Star's sudden rage, but one glance at the horrified look on Grey Paw's face was enough to tell him he had spoken too freely. Lionheart stepped to his leader's side. Both warriors loomed over him now. Rusty looked into Blue Star's threatening stare, and his pride dissolved. This, these were no cozy fireside cats he was dealing with. They were mean, hungry cats who were probably going to finish what Grey Paw had started. Here we go. Discussion time. Discussion time is on right now. So, um, you have to answer some questions. Questions that were picked up while we were reading Prologue and Chapter 1. Okay. How many clans are there and their names? Well, there are four clans. I'm pretty sure it said it in the prologue in the chapter 1. Um, and the clan names are... Th- three of them were mentioned. Mentioned. Well, there's four clans. Technically five, actually. There's um, Thunder Clan. River Clan, Shadow Clan, and Wind Clan. Um, and there's also Star Clan, which is a clan of a bunch of old ancient warriors that were like really good warriors. It's pretty much a bunch of dead people. The clan for dead people. Okay, well, dead cats, but still. How will fire? How will? Fire saving. We haven't learned that yet. But we yeah, we haven't. We have to figure out how will fire save a clan if fire is feared by every clan. How will it save them? Yeah. And finally, why is Rusty a home cat? Well, Rusty's a home cat because he was adopted. House cat. Um. And well, you'll find out. What happens to him if he stays a home cat? If he joins them, joins them, join us, join us. But a lot of the cats seem very ferocious and ferocious against all house cats. Maybe they were previous ones like, they got disowned. Yeah. And this is one that I haven't even figured the answer out to, and it's one of my questions. What, what, how did the vet turn Henry into such a lazy cat? You're probably it's just the vet. <laughs> like, medicine probably. It's the vet, and it turns you into a giant, lazy, sleepy, Don't take us to the doctor's cat. office, I don't want to be lazy. Me neither. Anyway, if no, you know the answer I- to any of these unanswered questions, or have an idea, or hypothesis, or something, you could send us a message. Anyway, that's our discussion time for this. These two chapters. Bye.
that's all book ventures for now. See you next time.